Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. This whole passport thing, it is going to be such a cluster. The the disease will be cured before we figure this out. But just the mad scramble for people who, you know, you've had your vaccine, you've had your two shots. You can't find that piece of paper anymore. I know I've got it stacked with a bunch of other pieces of paper that I was sure I needed to keep a hold of for something important down the road. I'm going to be digging through that stuff, uh, looking for it. And then people will have it crumpled up in the bottom of their purse like an old lottery ticket or a, in their wallet. They can't find it. Or I left it in the car. Let me go back and get it. You're going to be running to Staples to get it yeah. laminated. I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to have it tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> I can flip up my hair and go, see, I'm vaccinated. Because we're not going to get the thing on the phone until, uh, of course, late September. And then, of course, there's many people who don't have phones. Right. Uh, you know, my dad is a, a great example. He's got a phone, but it's a flip phone. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, you'll have it. You have an email of it. You should have an email yeah. with a PDF of it. And that's, you know, what you'll have to use for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, as this as this system comes in, yeah, you're you're never going to design a perfect system for all of this. I mean, it's a bloody pandemic, and it's a virus, and and as it you kind of mutates, so do uh, so does our response to it, and our uh, our response to dealing with it too, as 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 people, because you know, right away everyone's getting their back up on this, whether you're for it or not. Mm. So I'm saying it's not going far enough because. You know, you can still go into the malls and shopping and retail I agree with without that. having to show it. And some saying, you know, automatically that it's way too far and wasn't necessary to begin with because if you're already vaccinated, then you shouldn't have to worry. The numbers show, you know, differently. You're vaccinating isn't uh, a silver bullet to the end of all of this, but it certainly is a pathway to get us closer to it. The one that just stuns me is that you don't need it to get into a church. I mean, between all the different religions, the things that go on in a church, between the singing, the handshaking and wishing each other well, the priest up on the pulpit, if it's a more of an, you know, an outgoing service, he's yelling and preaching at everybody facing them. And you can you can pray at home. You know, I don't know why we have to have this just that the churches don't have to do it. It's just pandering to the God fearing conservatives that I think. Uh, Mr. Ford really uh, concerns himself with. Right. And then there's different rules for weddings and funerals right now, too, because I guess if they've all been planned and organized already, that they've got to, uh, mm-hmm. they've got to like a, a brief exemption from it. Um, but yeah, it, it's, you know, it, it's a system that I, I think, you know, Ford was adamant he didn't want to bring in. And I've said all along it's because of that, you know, religious right that yep. supports him and, and financially supports his, his bids uh, to run, which he's got another one coming up next year, uh, is a big part of that. And, uh, and you know, he was waiting on a, on a, a system nationally to happen. That just wasn't going to happen in the midst of uh, an election right. when they shut down Parliament. But, you know, if you think this is, you know, simply what, you know, Doug Ford would do and it wouldn't be done if there was another leader in there or if it's a, a liberal conservative thing, you know, nationally. No, they're, you know, the, the fact of the matter is 75% of this country is fully vaccinated and they're trying to get more up to 85% now is what the science table needs. It says is needed as we head into the fall in a, in a potential fourth wave. Uh, and, you know, the numbers show that when you add vaccine passports 
that takes those who are slow to the the punch or vaccine mm. hesitant and and the numbers go up in terms of, uh, of vaccination rates so it, it call it a final push to get to there that's really what's behind this is trying to get uh, a, a safer number vaccinated and hopefully with that a less impact of a potential fourth wave come October. Yeah, and the numbers show, too, that with the passports coming in, I think it was B.C., right? Their numbers went way 200%. up for people getting vaccinated. I also like the idea that Ford says you don't have to have it for shopping malls, and I guess that's because his daughters like to shop. <laughs> I mean, you got to appease the family members as well, not just the religious right. And, you know, who knows? Maybe Trudeau saw this whole passport stuff coming, or his people didn't. They said, you know, you call an election, you won't have to deal with any of this pandemic stuff. <laughs> And plus, you're going to win by a landslide. Oh, Don't right, worry. Yeah. Don't worry, JT. You got <laughs> us in the bag. <laughs> if you uh, get a lot of goodies delivered to your house, you got Amazon at your front door every day, or FedEx or UPS at the post office, well, uh, the porch pirates probably know you, and you're probably at a pretty good risk of losing something to them. It's uh, been figured out that uh, if you have a lot of stuff delivered, You've been a victim to porch pirates at least three times. Now, we don't have a ton of stuff delivered to the house a little bit more now that the kids are home and they're catching up and getting stuff organized after being in England for a couple of years. But normally, uh, not much. And and because I, you know, I'm home 20 hours a day, I'm able to (laughs) stand guard and wait for the delivery guy. But for many, uh, you're not. You're not home all day. And so I can see that this happens. And uh, Monday and Tuesdays seem to be the days that the porch pirates like to uh, to rob the most. Really? And in the afternoons, well, because they're sleeping in the morning. Yeah. They're <laughs> exhausted from all the... <laughs> well, they got to wait for it to be delivered. Yeah. Saturdays, of course, is the least likely day to happen, but that's mostly because probably we're all at home. Hmm. But then even Sundays show up. It's like uh, Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday, and then Sunday are the days the porch pirates hit. Okay. Have you had anything stolen? Have you lost anything? Uh, no. Well, it's tough for them to get over the moat. That's very um, true. That's very uh, true. Into the compound. So, uh, so no. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering yours, your front porch, because you live on, on a corner lot. Yep. Um, and you don't really, you know, some houses have like a real cove that you've got to get into. Mm-hmm. I wonder if because you're you're more exposed to your front porch, if it makes it easier or harder as a target. Right, like one, you can see obviously that there's a package there. They mm-hmm. can see if it's been sitting there, and they got kind of a quick exit uh, into a car uh, to get onto the the road to get away from. I think the reason that we don't lose anything at our house is because people look at my poo hut and they say, "Well, he can't, <laughs> he can't be ordering anything of any value. Look at where he lives. What could be being delivered here?" Like. <laughs> They look at my house and they go, like, he doesn't have enough misery in his life. I'm going to now cause him more grief. <laughs> they, the porch pirates bring me gifts. <laughs> they feel bad for us. This I thought was kind of uh, interesting because I spend so much time in the grocery stores, as many of us do. we got to go get our eats, and I'm there uh, every day. But when people are asked about their grocery store habits... Almost all of us say we walk up and down every single aisle of the grocery store every single time. Every aisle every time? Follow that route. Now, I wow. don't because I, I basically, I'm going in for little things every day. Right? Yeah. So I kind of know what I need and I get to it and I'm out. But uh, I guess if you're doing kind of a weekly shopping thing, yeah, you kind of just scurry around up and down looking at everything and figuring out what you need. Almost all of us who go up and down every aisle, we do go with a list. 
but we never follow it, and we end up leaving the grocery store with way more than we intended to buy. say, if I did that, it would be dangerous for yeah. me. <laughs> Every time I go in there, like, I'll go peruse... Like, generally going straight to the meat, mm. right, to see what's on special mm. and see if I can score a deal somewhere. But if I was going every aisle, especially some of the nonsense crap, <laughs> whew. Yeah. I mean, you mostly kind of avoid the the aisle with the laundry detergents and the feminine yeah. hygiene product. Right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll go in uh, with my, my little list and do my thing. And yesterday I was you know, at the grocery store uh, once again and, again, and again and again and again I see it. Every day, and I just feel for anybody who has to deal with the general public. There's a woman at the express aisle with three times the number of things you're supposed to have. That's not bad enough. She's not wearing a mask. She's having trouble understanding what the cashier is saying to her who's wearing a mask because she's, of course, behind the glass shield, and she's got a mask on. So now the poor girl, after dealing with her bringing all this stuff through the wrong aisle, has to keep leaning around the glass and getting close to her and yelling so that she can hear what the cashier is saying. Was this an elderly woman? Yeah, she was no spring chicken. Okay. Um, but, you know, one of these women is hard to, hard to kind of tell. Could have been, I, I don't think she was like senior, senior. Okay. She's probably hovering in her 60s somewhere. All right. So then she's scurrying through her purse, and she doesn't have enough money for her groceries, and she's asking if she could take the groceries, and she'll come back and pay. Okay, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's, she, she needs to phone somebody to come and give her money, but she forgot her cell phone. Like, just one problem after another. Oh my goodness. And you, you can see all of us who are lying behind her. Is this my neighbor, Karen? <laughs> <laughs> I should have said, I know you. <laughs> I've heard about you. I know you. We'll call Lucky. He'll bring some money <laughs> Holy over. cow. So you just see the rest of us lined up behind her, scurrying like rats right. to other uh, cash registers. So, and that's just one moment. I'm in the grocery store for all of 15 minutes. That's one moment in a day. They're there for their eight-hour shifts. I applaud all of you who work with the general public. It's got to be a nightmare. Well, here's a question we'll never agree on. When you're driving on the highway, what should the left lane be used for? Is it for people who want to drive fast, or is it just for passing people? Ooh, interesting. Well, I, it is technically a passing lane, mm-hmm. right? If you're driving faster and passing cars in the middle of you, then you you know, should probably stay in that lane. If there's a car that's going faster than you are, mm. then you should move over for it to pass. You. Yeah. I find when I'm on a long drive, I will uh, naturally make my way over to that left lane and uh, punch the pedal and uh, move along there. But I uh, I will move over uh, when someone's uh, right up behind me. Uh, when people were asked, like 27,000 people were asked, and the most popular answer, both. Yeah, some say it's for uh, passing or driving fast. Right. And about the same amount say it should only be used for passing. Of course, I think we can all agree the person who hops into that lane and does 95 kilometers an hour needs a punch in the head. (laughs) They're more dangerous than anything else. Yeah, and, and, you know, it it is the fast lane. But to that being said, if someone's going faster than you, then they should have the right to Mm -hmm. that lane. I really have always liked... The way it is supposedly, and I think it's the Autobahn mostly in uh, Germany, where they basically there's no laws, no rules for speed limits on the Autobahn. You can do what you want. You, as an adult, can take that responsibility. You kill somebody, you're finished. Right. Like they, they don't mess around with that. 
Is like there not the a idea. minimum speed, though, I think, on it? I don't know. I'm, I, I've always just thought the idea of driving whatever speed you wanted seemed pretty cool. Right. Well, I mean, I just, you know, I, I don't think you can have 300 going with 30, right? Like, it's, yeah. there should be, I think there's a minimum to it. Well, I think that if you can only get your car to 30 kilometers an hour, you probably shouldn't be on the auto. But right. Like, no, exactly. Yeah. I thought the same thing was true in Italy, and I learned it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> they get you for speed in there. Well, if you're in any sort of management position or you own a business and you know every year at your, say, Christmas party or maybe you have a a quarterly get-together with staff where you tell everybody the lay of the land and everybody stands there and applauds and smiles, understand more than half of your employees can't stand you or their job. (laughs) So they're all just putting on award-winning, Oscar-worthy uh, performances. More than half of people do not like their job. That is that is sad, considering we spend so much of our life doing something we hate. Right. That's uh, that's tough. And of course, the number one complaint and the reason why we hate our job is it's just not paid enough, underappreciated, lack of communication, or you can't voice your opinion. You're overworked. The overworked sometimes, I, I I mean, I get that. I'm sure that's true in some cases. But some people jump to the overworked really quickly. Yeah, right. I had to I had to read two more emails than normal today. I am stressed. Mm. There's no opportunity for advancement. The hours suck. Your boss sucks. The work itself isn't enjoyable. Your coworkers suck. And a uh, tie between low job security and bad benefits. Also, commuting. And being micromanaged shows up as things we hate. When we could do things like, you know, office get-togethers and uh, and Christmas parties, it was amazing to watch those who would walk around for 11 months of the year bad-mouthing every part of the company yeah. and the people that they worked with. And then walked into the Christmas party and it was, you know, they might as well have worn something with knee pads on them. Oh, just sucking around. <laughs> it yeah. was crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, hey! Yeah. Great to see you. Yeah. You know, it is funny, too, when you go to Christmas parties and you sometimes, if you work for a big enough organization, I mean, it is really rare that you ever see the president or the CEO and they'll pop in for these things. And if you get a second of their time, you shake their hand and then there's literally nothing to say. There's nothing. No. Nothing. Well, most conversations are like that now anyway. Yeah. One, you know, we don't have anything to, we don't want to share anything with anyone. And mm. two, we don't really care to have them share what they think about things either. I worked for one general manager, owner, years and years ago. And uh, I always thought of him as really one of the best. Now, I didn't I know the guy. I was young. I was a nobody. But I remember for the few years that I worked for him, every Christmas... Uh, him and his wife would stand at the door of this banquet hall with a handful of checks, and they knew everybody's first name from the overnight board op to the morning guy. Wow. And everybody got a Christmas check, and from what I was told, everybody's check was the same. Hmm. It was nobody got more because they were more important or less than. And I always thought what a classy move. I mean, it wasn't a lot. I think at the time it was like $100 or something. Right. But, you know, when you got a staff of whatever, and just the fact that he did that. You know, outside, over and above throwing the party and open bar all night and food. And I always thought that was really classy that he took the time to know everybody's name. Yeah. You know.
Yeah, well, it, it, it is. If it's it's not easy to do, and, mm. and I guess if they're they're busy running the corporation yeah. into uh, into the skyrocketing profits, then mm. you know they they might be too busy to know some of the underlings under that. I I could forgive them for a bit of that. I, I just you know, as a young guy getting going, and I think for many people, it, it it takes next to nothing to win them over. Right. You know, I'm like, oh, he knows my name. Yeah, you know, I'm a nobody, and he yeah. gave me a hundred dollars. Right. I'll work for this guy forever. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Anyhow, just remember that. I guess if you are in management, it doesn't take a whole lot to get us to jump through hoops. Rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky, ninety four nine The Rock.